Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, welcome to this bonus edition of the Square Ball Podcast in which we bring you the best bits of the chat that we had with Angus Kinnear, Leeds United's CEO. He popped into our new studio just around the corner from uh, from Ellen Road to see us and bring us an update on everything that's going on in LS11 at the minute. And we spoke about loads of stuff, including I mean, like the ground expansion, some new information in there, uh, transfers, the commercial revenues. We even found out what Rock Nation do. We should really give these really clickbaity titles, things like The Truth About Rodrigo De Paul, 55,000 Seats, A Fantasy, things like that. <laughs> um, well, you might hear this. This is our generic intro that we're recording for all the little bits of this that we put out. So apologies if you have heard this before, if you're on like a second or a third listen. But we just wanted to say that it's over on um, The Extra Ball, which comes as part of TSB Plus, our new subscription package. If you fancy checking that out and getting the exclusives and stuff like this and uh, early access to the match ball, have a look at the squareball.net forward slash plus. In the meantime, enjoy our chat with Angus. So if we were to do this again in six months, as we did last time almost, we, we spoke in the summer, it's now the middle of winter. If we sit down again in the summer, which hopefully we'll be able to do, what defines success for you? For me, I think to continue playing football in the same way that we we are to stay true to the principles that we've tried to establish at the club. I think that's one of the bigger differences that we've we've made is that there is now a Leeds United football DNA, and you know we owe Marcelo for that. But we want to we want to continue that. I don't think Marcelo is going to um, ever change his principles on on that on that. So I'm you know very confident on that. I would love to think that we would be able to have a um, uh, an upper mid table finish. I think that's uh, for a first season that would be uh, that would be to finish in the top half of the table would be success. But the most important thing is we are in the Premier League next season and we've got a full Ellen Road for the first game. And if we can if we can do those two things, then anything else is a bonus. When it comes to Marcelo, being on a year-to-year contract, Andrea said it, it's it's convenient for everybody given Marcelo's age and you know the fact that he's across the, the Atlantic from from home. It gives us the heebie-jeebies though. We we get a little bit worried as fans. So when does that conversation start with Marcelo about potentially next year I mean I know it's hard to pin him down it's hard enough to pin him down over the summer so how do you bridge this particular thing well it works in two ways so the first way is that we don't change our longer term planning so all of the planning around transfers around Thorpe Arch improvements around stadium improvements from a technical perspective we work on the basis that he's going to continue to be here 
So those are the conversations that Victor has. As, as if, Look at all these things we've given you. Look, I've done if, this for you, this for you, this for if, you. As if he's going to be here. So that, yeah. that, that's the first thing. So it doesn't impact you from that stage. Where he was last year, he was very much in a position where he didn't want to get involved in new contract discussions till the season was was over. And we respected that and we respected his focus and obviously it worked because the result was fantastic. And then we sat down in the in the summer and he very quickly agreed that he wanted to stay and then he signed the contract about six months later. <laughs> um, but but you know, we, we got there in the end. I imagine the process will be will be will be the same. There may be that he will indicate his um his intentions earlier. But for me, as long as we keep planning in the long term and the fact that it's a year to year contract doesn't impact the long term planning. Then actually, it's it's then hopefully a a straightforward situation. And what I do know is he, um, you know, he's he's loving working with the team. He's loving working with the under twenty threes. He's enjoying the fact that everybody, from a team perspective and to a man, this is where the team deserves deserves so much credit because they they bought into his principles. They continue to to work so hard for him. He loves the city. He loves the fan base. So I think we're giving him everything. We, we're giving him all the reasons that we could to stay. And and I'm uh, um, hopeful. I'm I'm hopeful because well, he 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 gives nothing he gives nothing away but you know he he is I know he loves Leeds United and that that's all we can hope for but at the same time we've got to respect that he's um he's he's away from his family and uh, and he's been here for you know probably longer than longer than he expected but I think it's a it's a testament to Andrea and to and to Victor and to the club everybody at the club that um you know he's now in his sort of longest tenure of his recent managerial posts compared to Newell's which is obviously his first love it's 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 his Luton town for you. We're never going to compare to that, but do you do you think he feels? I don't want you to speculate on his state of mind because obviously you can't. But it feels to me, then I'll put it from my perspective, that it feels to me like he's at home here more than anywhere he's ever been, apart from probably Newell's. And part of that is the fans, and I think it's hard because he's so inscrutable. It's hard for us to know as fans whether our love for him does it does it affect him? Does he does he really appreciate it? Does how does it filter through to him? How much does it matter to him? I think it matters to him a lot. I think, he, although you know, he comes across as is entirely focused on the football. I think the relationship he has with the fans and the esteem they hold him and the love that they've given him and it's you know unconditional and so um, so obvious. You know, it's first for, for a start, it'd be impossible for anybody not to be affected by that. But but I know he is. You know, I know he I know he loves the club. He talks about it regularly. He talks about you know how much he's enjoyed his time here. And so I think that connection that we have, we talked about it when we first took over the club. Was we we felt that Leeds United wasn't united anymore. There was no between the fans and the boardroom and the, and the players, it wasn't united. And I think under Andrea and Marcelo, we've managed to create that that unity. We've got, you know, the fans love the players, the players love being at the club, the players love the manager, the manager loves the fans, the manager's got a good relationship with the board. We've got a great relationship with the players. It, you know, it feels like, I was talking to you earlier, you know, it feels like a great Sunday league club, not in terms of obviously scale and, scale and stature and our ambition, but in terms of the relationships between people. We've got everybody pulling together and you sort of get the feeling that, if people weren't paid, they'd still want them to be working for Leeds United. We're going to have to churn the pitch over, aren't we, and get everybody on the ale again like pre-Derby to get that, <laughs> capture that proper Sunday league feel. Right, Rafinha, we're going out for 20 pints tonight. <laughs> I imagine Marcelo would, uh, would be absolutely horrified by that. It's good to know that it's going really well from a club point of view. I think, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but do you agree, Michael, that, that this feels like the most together it's felt for two decades? It's peacetime in Leeds for the first time in a couple of decades as you say it feels like everything's actually all right it's weird not having not having that well there were two things going on the last two years in the championship were so intense and worrying because we needed to get out of it and then the decade before was more or less characterized by it didn't matter what went on the pitch because nothing was going to change anyway so this feels like a nice balance of you can watch the football and get involved in it 
But equally, it doesn't feel like the world's falling in when you lose a game, which it has done for well, ever since Bielsa's been here. It's felt, but there's that been there's been that level of intensity to every match that it's it's worried me before and after games. As soon as one's finished, I've been thinking, oh, but, but we've got Forest coming up, and I'm not sure they. Oh God, and it's Brentford afterwards. <laughs> but it is it is nice to just enjoy it for now. Obviously, that could change if we lose a few in a row, but it doesn't feel like that will happen. I mean, are you enjoying it, Angus? Yeah, I mean, it's with the exception of, you know, supporters not being there. We feel we're on the path. So I, I don't think there's a sense of, there's not a sense of, of accomplishment because I don't think we've accomplished what we wanted to do. You know, on one hand, you know, were we delighted to get promoted? Did we enjoy the, the process? But you can't be too excited about Leeds United getting promoted because that has to be the base level of what we're, of, of what we're trying to achieve. But the potential really does excite me and, and, and I'm enjoying that. And I, I know that, and I love the sense of unity. I love the sense of, of unity across the, across the city. The levels of personal abuse have dropped um, significantly, <laughs> which is uh, good. <laughs> which is good, um, and uh, and you know I think you know if we if we can keep this together, we could be you know we're onto something really special. As Michael said, that the challenge will be is we will have some dips. You know this league is really unforgiving. We saw it at, at Crystal Palace. We saw it at Leicester. If you're not on your game, if luck doesn't go your way, then you can be on on the hands of a beating. And I think you know we we will have some moments in in this season where not everything's coming together and, and not everything's clicking right. And, and that's where we need the fans to, to stay on side and, and remember that of where we are in, in the development, that really success this season, statistical success this season is staying up. Now, we all have ambitions much higher than that. Marcelo does, the players does, the board does. But the reality is, is we need to, you know, we need to stay up and, uh, and consolidate our position. I think that's the challenge for, for the club after this season is this year, finishing 14th is absolutely fine. Finishing 14th four years in a row will not be fine and it'll be it'll be a case of people asking for changes and things at that stage so so enjoy it while you can the personal abuse is not far away <laughs> it was good to know it's always around the corner it just keeps the ego in check we'll be leading the charge <laughs> um, we, is, we won't um, but the uh, um, the best bit of abuse I got actually was I came out two years ago I came out of Fulham and uh, and uh, someone walked right up to me we, we'd lost right in the face looked me in there and said Victor you're a prick <laughs> <laughs> and the issue is, I can't, I can't rely on that level of uh, sort of, uh, of of anonymity anymore. But, um, but the, um, I think the fans are right to be. You know, we don't. The vision is not to be fourteenth four years in a row. And if we are fourteenth four years in a row, you know, one of the good things about the club is we need to be unsatisfied with where we are. You know, I don't want the club to be satisfied with finishing mid-table. So I want everyone to be realistic about you know where we sort of are in the ev- evolution. But I think there will be a point where if we're if we're not achieving and we're not kicking on. Then it's it's right to get that feedback and that tense because I don't want Leeds to be a lower Premier League club, and neither does Andrea, and neither does Forty Niners. You know they want us to be a top half club which wins trophies and plays in Europe. That's we, we've never hidden away from that, and that that ambition seemed miles away when we were in you know mid table in the Championship. But when you see that the size and scale of the club, and you envisage a you know a larger stadium of fifty five thousand people, and and you know a one a one club city, there's no reason why that that should be the um, you know, should be the extent of our ambitions. Speaking of Victor, how's he? How's he getting on? Is he making lots of friends at away grounds in the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, really, he he needs Victor needs sort of forty thousand people to to, <laughs> to to cover his exuberance. So, um, yeah, I mean, the education around directors' box decorum continues. Um, it's had limited impact uh, to date, but we're we're managing through it. <laughs> Just send him on holiday for January. <laughs> Angus, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming round and speaking to us. No, it's lovely to see you both. Thank you. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 